Welcome to the Build Your Legal Business podcast, the place for lawyers who want to scale without burning out. I am Hannah Becko, your self-employed lawyer coach, by your side as you create the practice you dream of, reduce your working hours and change the Fianna mindset to successful lawyerpreneur. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to a new episode of the Build Your Legal Business podcast. I'm really excited this week because after many years, three years of actual work and probably four or five years in the planning, the Authentic Lawyer book is released on the 21st of May, which depending on when you're listening to this um, podcast is tomorrow for me, um, but it may be already released by the time you listen to this episode. So I will make sure that in the show notes, there are links to where you can find out about the book, get hold of the book, all those sorts of things. Um, But because the book is coming out this week um, and I will be in full blown publicising the book, talking about the book for, I don't know, the rest of this year probably, maybe longer. Um, I thought today's episode, it'd be really nice to take a bit from the book. So I've been thinking about what I thought would be most useful to you all as legal business owners or future aspiring legal business owners. And actually, I've had quite a few conversations in the past couple of weeks about the huge rise of consultancy, self-employment, people deciding to set up their own firms, to set up on their own. And actually, I have got a recorded interview that I did um, recently that I will again put a link to in the show notes where I spoke to three legal recruiters who specialise in consultant markets and and know it well. And we, we had an hour or so long discussion around why there's been such a rise. Do we think it will continue? What sort of things do people need to think about if they want to become self-employed? So I'll make sure you've got a link to that recording as well. You're very welcome to, to, to catch that too. But coming out of all of that and a lot of the away days I've been working on with clients and the one-to-one work I've been doing with my legal business owners, I'm very aware that perhaps this year more so than normal, coming out of the pandemic, etc., there is a, a lack of planning, a lack of actual sitting down and making time to think about the future and what it is that we're working so hard for, what it is that we're trying to achieve. I think that's very common in law, but I think it's it's really worthwhile, whatever stage of your career you're at, but particularly when you're a business owner, it's really vital to have some sort of idea of where it is that you're going, what you want to achieve, what it is you're getting up for every morning and going to work for. So what I thought I'd do, given it's book week, if you like, is I'm going to share with you a part of the book, particularly in the goals, vision and direction chapter, which, as I say, the book wasn't written specifically for just legal business owners, although it does have quite a heavy uh, slant towards that because it's it's about my experiences, about my experiences really since I became self-employed 10 years ago. So there is a lot in there that will be valuable for legal business owners. But let me read you a part from my goals, vision and direction chapter Now, this starts with a quote. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not able to attribute because the um, author is unknown. But the quote is, in the absence of clearly defined goals, we become strangely loyal to performing daily acts of trivia. 
And then the book goes on to say that this quote really spoke to me when I was thinking about my career in law and probably even more so since I became a parent. I lived, as I see many people do, getting through the day. 8.30 to 4.30 was my return to work pattern after maternity leave. Rushing home in the traffic, my blood pressure rising, reaching the nursery at 6pm to collect the last baby there, who was my gorgeous little teddy, who's incidentally also the designer of my book cover, which I'm very proud of. I remember getting Teddy into the car and checking my Blackberry, I know that shows my age, <laughs> to see how the corporate transaction I was working on was going. I'd get Teddy home, fed and into bed before logging back on and so each day went. If you'd asked me what my goals were, they would have been getting through each day and trying to be a decent mum. I didn't see anything beyond what I was doing each day and I'd have no more energy for anything else. I was on the conveyor belt. My journey onto, into entrepreneurship began with my maternity leave in 2010. I loved it. I loved the freedom. I loved being able to go for coffee whenever I wanted. But my first business attempt, online organic children's clothing, was a bit of a money pit and not much else. But it did show me how much I enjoyed working and running a business. I very quickly realised that I could make more money as a lawyer and fortunately then met the founder of one of the first fee share law firms and the rest, as they say, is history. Even in building my new legal business, I didn't have any goals. I didn't stop to think about what the big picture was or what the aim of my life was or what my three, five or ten year plan looked like. Again, it became about survival every day and trying to be a good mum. You might notice there's a theme here. In March 2016, I sat down to decide what I really wanted. What did I want my life to look like? What did I want to achieve in the next five to seven years? I wanted to learn about money and investing so that I could create a future with my husband where we had more choices. And I'm very grateful to Anne Wilson, known as the Wealth Chef, for my early education in managing finances and wealth and learning to invest in myself. Since the times of my LPC, I hadn't invested in my own growth, and most of that was funded by my first firm. I learned how to calculate how much money we actually needed for the life we wanted, and then I had a goal. I also thought hard about what I did and didn't want from my career and my legal business. I knew it was easier for me in many ways to make changes being self-employed. I'm in charge of my diary to a large degree. But I work with many employed clients and I tell them it's not usually about quitting a job. Sometimes it is, but not as often as you'd think, especially post-pandemic. It's about remembering who you are, the authenticity piece that I talk about elsewhere in the book, and what it is that you love. Incorporating more of what you want into your life. Some of my clients might take up dancing or singing lessons, art, play more golf, or as my husband has done recently, start coaching our eight-year-old's football team. What are your personal and financial goals? Think about the next three, five or even ten years ahead. There are some goal setting resources in the website that I've created to go alongside the book, theauthenticlawyer.com. Remember to check in regularly with your goals. How are you going? Do you need to adjust them? I remember a mentor giving me a great piece of advice. If you've been doing something for more than three months, that's your new normal. So what do I mean by that? Don't put your goals or goal settings on hold indefinitely. It can be very tempting to think things like, I'm in a really busy period at the moment. Maybe the children are young. Perhaps you've got ill parents. In some cases, the situation is absolutely temporary. 
But in many cases, that situation isn't going to change anytime soon. And we shouldn't put our goals or dreams or life on hold for too long. If, as you hear this, you're thinking, I'd really like to do X and I'll do it when Y happens. Ask yourself if that situation has already existed for more than three months. If it has, I encourage you to accept that Y isn't happening, at least not anytime soon, and plan from the place you're at right now. Goals are amazingly powerful. They focus the mind on identifying what we actually want or don't want in our lives. Writing down your goals means you're apparently 42% more likely to achieve them. Getting accountable to somebody about your goals makes you 85 to 95% more likely to achieve these. We're often happy to let ourselves down, but we don't like letting others down, especially lawyers. We're hardwired to deliver what we say we're going to deliver. You can use that particularly annoying trait to your advantage. Get brave, reach out and find someone to get accountable to. It might be your partner at home, it might be a friend or a colleague. I have a regular call with my accountability buddy. We know each other's businesses and what our respective business priorities are. We share what we aim to get done before we speak next and we don't like letting the other person down so we usually get done what we say we'll do. Even We've even recently started a property investment business together. You might decide to set daily or weekly goals about whatever needs prioritising at that time. Getting these important things completed and off your mental to-do list, if nothing else, frees you up to have more mental energy for other things. Constantly procrastinating over the task we really don't want to do takes up so much of our energy just trying to keep putting it off. To reach your goals, you might have to have a more effective handle on your own use of your time and energy. And although there are some resources in the book for this, I've also fairly recently recorded a session on this, which again, I'll give you access to in the show notes. You might also benefit from delegating appropriate tasks elsewhere. This might be delegation at work within your business, or perhaps it's a cleaner using an online food shop, getting a gardener, sending shirts to the dry cleaners. Something I found a huge help in learning to delegate and accept help was using the outdated legal model in my favour. If you decide what your charge out rate is, maybe 250, 350, whatever it is, does it make sense for you to be washing, ironing, going around the supermarket when someone else might be able to do that at a fraction of the cost? Realising this has given me permission to take on and make the most of having a PA, a legal secretary and support staff when I need them. I really recommend we start thinking like a business, even if we are an individual lawyer employed in a traditional firm or even if you've only recently started out on your self-employed journey. Your time is valuable. What are you doing with it? And is it helping you to achieve your goals or holding you back? And I'm going to pause there. Um, I hope you've enjoyed that little extract from the book. But what I was going on to talk about there in terms of your planning was actually becoming more effective at delegating and actually getting the right help in place. So if you don't have assistance in your business yet, whether that's a PA or a virtual assistant or whatever it is, then perhaps that's part of your plan. Where do you see yourself in the next 12 months? Do you have some admin assistance in place, for example? I know one of my clients keeps telling me that on average, each month, she's earning 255% more since she finally listened to me and got herself some admin support. And I have to say, I see 
you know, I certainly see a doubling of my own income as every time I actually grow my team by an extra person. So it's definitely worth having in your plan if it's not there already, how you're going to get some assistance. You might not be into growing teams. I know I certainly wasn't 10 years ago. It's been a bit of an accident, but a happy one. Um, but but just getting some assistance, whether it's just an hour a week or a couple of hours a month, whatever it is, I think it helps us to have this shift into more of a business owner mindset if we've actually got some assistance with other things that we're doing. So there we go. Today's episode was a bit of an introduction to the book. I hope you enjoyed that that little read there. I guess it's getting me ready for when I have to record the audio book version. Um, and I hope it's given you something to think about in, in terms of planning. I have got various resources relating to planning. So if you would like anything else, do drop me an email, get in touch, hannah at authenticallyspeaking.co.uk. And I can send you over some other resources as well. But I'll make sure there's a few links, as I've mentioned, in the show notes. So thank you very much for joining me. And I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Bye bye. <laughs>